Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. What's up, everybody? You know who this is. It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to the 10th installment of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, the only independent outlet dedicated to covering high school hockey in our region. Let me jump right into the opening face-off by saying this was a strange week as there was little to no Hudson Valley High School hockey action. I follow a number of teams in New York State outside of our area, as well as teams in New Jersey and Connecticut, so I kept up to date on their respective playoff races while I also caught up on some DVR shows with my wife. I also watched a couple of Ranger games in their entirety for the first time since my show launched back on January 1st. So for this week's question, I'd like to know, how do Hudson Valley hockey fans, players, parents, and coaches get their quote-unquote puck fix during the offseason. In other words, how do you all fill your quote-unquote need for hockey and keep yourselves occupied? Later on during the dump and chase, I'll read your responses about all of this and more. And during the In the Box segment, we go into overtime as I chat with goaltender Peter Giannatiempo of the Hen-Hud Haldane varsity hockey team, senior forward and captain Matt Brianti, of the Rivertown Legends varsity hockey team, Paul Zarich, head coach of the Ithaca High School boys varsity hockey team, and Jake Martino from Upstate Sports Zone about the LaSalle Institute varsity ice hockey team. Let's take a short break, and we'll be right back after this. This is Michael Carducci, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Now it's time for Around the Rinks. As I said earlier, this was a very quiet week in the Hudson Valley as the Section 1, Division 1, and Division 2 championship games were played on Sunday, February 26th, and the regional games were played on Saturday, March 4th. We did have some Catholic High School Hockey League action this week, so congratulations to the Stepanak Crusaders varsity hockey team who came back from a two-goal deficit to beat Xavier 3-2 in Game 2 of a best-of-three series to win the 2017 Catholic High School Hockey League B Division Championship. And we now know for certain who will be representing Section 1 during the 2017 New York State Public High School Athletic Association Championship Weekend in Buffalo, which will be held on March 10th through March 12th. So I want to congratulate both the 2017 Section 1 Division 1 champion Mamaroneck Tigers and the Section 1 Division 2 champion Pelham Pelicans. It will be great watching you play in person on arguably the biggest stage for high school hockey next weekend at the Harbor Center. Let's take a quick look at how this all came about. Pelham beat Queensbury 7-0 on Saturday, March 4th at the Ice Hutch in Mount Vernon, New York. They will now face off against Brockport at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, March 11th in Buffalo. Mamaroneck defeated Monroe Woodbury 6-0 at the Ice Time Sports Complex in Newburgh, New York. They will now take on Williamsville North at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, March 11th in Buffalo. You're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, the number one destination for high school hockey talk, and we'll be right back after this. Go ahead. This is Coach Mike Schiaparelli. You've been listening to the Hudson Valley Podcast. Hockey Podcast, available free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Now it's time for the dump and chase. As the high school hockey season winds down, I wanted to know how fans, players, parents, and coaches get their quote-unquote puck fix. And here's what you all had to say. Melissa Brody said, High school is my favorite level, but there's some sort of hockey to watch year-round in Buffalo. Working at the rink helps. Michael Battaglieri said, I like going with friends to stick time because it makes me feel like we are back in season. I also play a lot of roller hockey at my house. Brandon Semino said, well, now that the high school season is over, districts 
AYHL playoffs and nationals are here for my U16 avalanche team. After that ends, I go to a trainer in Long Island on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Bobby Travis said, gotta get out to the roller rinks and just wait until next high school season. Max Crewman said, I am going to play in two spring leagues. I am going to play spring varsity and WSA Metro League. I am also going to play lots of golf. I also am a diehard fan of the Boston Bruins. I'm hoping they will do good things after going 6-1 under their new head coach, Bruce Cassidy. Joe Bucci said, I work out during the offseason. The grind never stops. Corey Benaway said, I go to open hockey with some of my friends in Danbury. Miles Lavelle said, the non-spring sports players will lace skates up for spring hockey in two weeks. My son goes off the ice, right to the diamond. Personally, I'll be all over the New York Rangers. Henry Jammin said, I play in the Brewster Spring League with mainly Arlington, John Jay, and FDR players. Michael Galgano said, I play in the Spring Leagues or CDL. Chris Graham said, Roll Core or Apple Core playoffs start this week, so I'll be busy with that, and I also plan to work with my goalie coach. Will Brunner said, I usually just hang out with my teammates and a couple of boys from other teams. Also, open hockey and lessons with my goalie coach. Dan Schwartzbeck said, I play in two spring leagues, roller hockey, and go to open hockey. Stefan Vallis II said, In regards to hockey fix, while I'd love to say I enjoy a deep playoff run and an exciting free agency period for my team, I am an Islanders fan. Generally, there's some type of league going on around the rinks, such as the Varsity JV Spring League at the Ice Hutch, which starts a few weeks after states. I believe WSA also has some leagues during non-hockey season as well. Ryan Cohen said, I try and play as much hockey as I can when my high school season ends. Whether it's in a league that I play in, pick up hockey, stick time, or even street hockey, I stay involved with the game. Sam Smith said, I still have states coming up for my travel hockey uh, team, which is the Plainsmen, and the Titans always do a spring season to stay on the ice. Also, there's plenty of NHL games left to watch, and NHL 17 for the Xbox is always there. Matt Shank said, stick and puck and water polo. Clayton Zuck said, how I satisfy my need for hockey now that the season is almost over would be thinking about the great season my team has had and going outside and playing a little street hockey. Byram Hills Hockey said, playing street hockey and watching the NHL. Gehrig Hauser said, I like to watch NHL games when I can and go to stick time when I can too. Evan Kama said, I will probably play spring hockey and I'll also have more time to watch games on TV. Jacob Greenberg said, I try to go to open hockey a lot, but it's not the same. Alex Herman said, I find more hockey to play. That means spring league or training overall. Sam Whitehouse said, well, for one, many players in the section continue to play club hockey during the spring, and those who don't frequently find ice time. As for coaches, I know the Greeley coaches watch a lot of pro and collegiate hockey. I am continuing to play travel through March, and then I have a ton of skates with junior programs across the U.S. and Canada when my season is over. Patrick Bush said, roller hockey and watching the Frozen Four. Vincent Spazianti said, fans get their need by holding on to great moments from the season. Coaches get it by starting to spread the word about spring hockey and what it entails. Players get it by playing in spring tournaments and playing spring hockey from their school. Nick Abreu said, I will have lacrosse, but in the summer and fall, I go through withdrawals. Hashtag LOL. Jackson Schultz said, playing spring varsity and always watching the Rangers. Kieran Vargas said, Definitely watching NHL games as the regular season comes to an end, then definitely watching some MYR postseason hockey. Also going to play some open hockey with some boys from the team. Dylan Cool said, except for watching, hockey takes a break. For me, it's officially lacrosse season now. Mayapak Hockey said, Many of our players, both modified and varsity, will be playing in the spring high school league at BIA. Old School Mountie said, Just as it's healthy for players to step away from the game and rest for a few months, so too for the parents. Hockey is a physical, emotional, and financial grind. The passion is always there, but time away from the rink helps to reignite the fire for the next season, which is always just around the corner. Albert Kramer said, I'm following the high school playoffs. 
Otherwise, I'm watching the Rangers. Alex Ruggiero said, Well, I play on a spring hockey team and look forward to watching Stanley Cup playoff hockey. Rebels Ice Hockey said, Professional games and fantasy. An anonymous contributor said, To answer your question about what to do now that hockey is almost over, in a word, lacrosse. Quite a few hockey players play lacrosse, and more than a few hockey coaches and officials participate as well. Eric Melman said, I play spring hockey for varsity and also during the summer play roller hockey at my camp. Jude B. said, I watch a little NHL. Yes, my son plays travel U15 Express, so hockey really never ends for us. It's spring tournaments and camps. It slows down in August for a few weeks. Last year, he played varsity soccer, which was tough doing both, but the soccer coach was very flexible. We head up to Amherst in a few weeks for the state Final Four U15. Anthony Ruggeri said, There is no way to fill the void after the high school hockey season is over, especially after getting knocked out in the playoffs. You have to live with that pit in your stomach until next year. Already talking about next fall. Luckily, I have spring hockey with both my sons, and in previous years, my daughter played varsity softball. But there's nothing like the high school hockey season. Andy Tolbert said, As for how I get my puck fix, I watch as many NHL games as I can and watch Dylan play roller hockey in the summer. I figured it was only fair that I chime in on this one. As you all know by now, I'm an absolute hockey nut. This is the only sport I truly care about, and I can watch it played at all levels. The speed, physicality, and grace under pressure immediately sucked me in from the very first time I saw it played. I also think it helps that the professional hockey season is so long. The preseason starts in late September, and once the Stanley Cup is awarded in mid-June, there's only a few weeks left until free agency starts on July 1st, which carries me through until the the toughest part, which are those dog days from mid-July through August where there's no ice, let alone hockey being played anywhere. Although last year, someone turned me on to the College Developmental League, or CDL, which plays out of Sportorama during the summer months. I also watch the NHL Network on TV. I listen to Sirius XM NHL Network Radio on satellite and read as much as I can, not just about the Rangers, but about the NHL and the sport of hockey in general. So in other words, I have no problem getting my quote-unquote puck fix. I hope you're enjoying episode 10 of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, and we'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? You know who this is. It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by a member of the Henhud Haldane varsity hockey team, senior goaltender Pete Giannatiempo, and he's going to spend some time in the box. Thanks for calling in today, Pete. Thank you. All right, so um, how long have you been a goalie? Uh, I've been a goalie since 2011, 2012, so about... Six or seven years. Okay, cool. Uh, what made you want to become a goalie? Um, mostly just watching other people play and professional goalies and friends. And I was more fascinated with the equipment as a kid, more so than the actual position itself. But watching other people play really wanted me to made me want to play. I actually, I, I hear you loud and clear. I have a thing for uh, for goalies as well. Just the equipment, the masks, and we'll get to your mask in a little bit. But just the, that whole position. Hey, do you have do you have any pregame? You have like a pregame routine or superstition? Uh, yeah, actually, I get to the rink and uh, I'm usually like the first one dressed, and I kind of put myself in like a little zone and either throw a ball off a wall or stretch or something like that, just to kind of focus myself and get get my mind just on pretty much stopping the puck that's about it great great hey what's the significance of the number 33 for you 
Um, actually, it was my grandfather's favorite number who I was named after, and uh, I pretty much just kept that number ever since. And he uh, he wound up passing away with leukemia before I was born, so uh, I, I kind of just kept that number in his remembrance. Yeah, that's a very nice way of honoring your grand your grandfather. So I guess that's a perfect segue into my next set of questions, which is about the decals on your mask and what they you know what they symbolize, what they mean to you. Your dad sent me a picture because um, I commented on your mask when I saw you play um, during the dur- during the quarterfinals. So I believe you have the autism puzzle piece on the back of your mask. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's for uh, my cousin she's 12 and she has autism uh she's on my mom's side and i'm pretty close with her so i kind of put that on the back just to have her in, uh, on my mind i th- i think that's that's so important to bring awareness uh of autism um you know to to people who may not be aware so i think that's huge what about the uh, the cancer ribbon that uh that you have back there pete uh, that's actually for my grandfather. That's the ribbon for leukemia. Okay. So I had that on the back, and uh, that's why I have the 33 on top of that, too. Uh, what about that paw print? I see a blue paw print towards the bottom <laughs> of the mask. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the joke on the back of the helmet. Uh, when I was little, my, my nickname was actually Petey Paws. I don't know why, but that's what everybody just called me. So I have that on the on the back just as, as a little goof. I like that, though. It makes sense to, for a goaltender to be called Petey Paws because you're always using your hands to stop the puck. Um, you've got, obviously, the Italian and the American flags. Obviously, that's an homage to your heritage. Yes. Right. I mean, obviously, with a last name like Gianna Tiempo, I mean, you know, that that's as, almost as Italian as you can get. Um, you've got hockey fights, cancer. Obviously, cancer has touched your family. You talked about the loss of your grandfather. Uh, is there anything more that that means to you? Or is just, you know, again, to kind of support the, the victims uh, and the families of, affected by cancer, I take it? Yeah, yeah. a couple of my uh, family members have survived from cancer and family friends. And I just like what the, the NHL does, too, with the purple jerseys and the stick tape and everything else. So I thought I'd put that on the I think, back as well. I think that's great. Both my parents are cancer survivors, so definitely huge stick taps out to you for that. Um, and I also saw the Garden of Dreams decal. What's that all about? Uh, my dad actually knew someone that worked at the at the garden who got me a sticker, and I, I thought that was kind of cool because it's like a charity event and, and everything else, so I thought that was pretty cool to have on the back. That is, that's awesome stuff. Yeah, your dad uh, took the time out to introduce me to Dan Girardi, so uh, I do appreciate that. And you know what? If you look at it, playing goalie has been a dream of yours, and I think you're going to pursue that dream next next year. Correct? You're going to look to continue to play goalie when you uh, after you graduate high school. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got asked to go to St. Thomas Aquinas for for hockey, so I'm hoping that works out well, and I get to to play after high school. Well, I'm pretty friendly with Matt uh, Schuster, Coach Schuster, so I definitely am looking to have him on the show at some point in the future. That's great stuff. Um, let's yeah. ju- jump back to just a couple more questions for you. Favorite goalie of all time, past or present? Uh, past, probably Dominic Hasek. I loved, I loved the way he played. He was, he was a crazy goalie, but I thought he was really cool. And probably in the present, either Henrik Lundqvist or Carey Price. Okay. I like the way they, they both play. Yeah, no, listen, those are all, those are three top, top goalies. Hashik definitely was unorthodox in his style and his method, but he, he got the job done. Obviously, as a Ranger fan, you know my whole thing with the onesie. I'm a huge, huge um, Ranger fan, Lundquist fan. He's kind of had a little bit of an off season, but it looks like he's kind of finding his rhythm. I mean, he, he can't do it all on his own, obviously. No goalie can. And Carey Price, I mean, obviously, we saw last year with the injury that he sustained, how, how critical he is to the success of the Montreal Canadiens it should be uh absolutely sh- should be an interesting postseason favorite professional hockey team uh definitely the New York Rangers I've been I've been watching them for basically my whole life so no, no doubt the Rangers are my favorite team Lo- love that answer do you have a favorite sport to play besides hockey uh yeah actually I played soccer up, uh, since I was about five years old and I stopped about last year just because I felt that I had more fun playing hockey, and hockey was a little bit more important to me, but I, I do like playing soccer every once in a while. Excellent. I see a lot of the players, too, you know, before the game, they're kicking the soccer ball around, they're throwing the football around as a way to kind of keep loose. Um, yeah. 
All right, so you, um, this is going to be part of episode 10, but I want to ask you anyway, and I know you answered it for me. How do you feel your need for hockey now that you know the high school season's over for you? Do you play open hockey, spring league, street hockey? You watch NHL uh, games? Yeah, anytime I can, I can get on the ice to like stay in shape and kind of just like keep my my skills and everything in check. I I, I always take that opportunity, whether it be a, a goalie lesson or you know even just messing around on the street or at stick time or whatever it is. I, I like to have fun with friends and keep my my skills in check and whatnot. Hey, listen, I really do appreciate you calling me uh, today, and I wish you all the best with the your final year of high school and whatever the future may hold, and, and I hope to see you in between the pipes for uh, St. Thomas Aquinas next season. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Hey, listen, thanks again. That was Pete Giannatiempo of the Henhud Haldane Varsity Hockey Team. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. This is Natty Hines, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Trav, and I'm pleased to be joined by a member of the Rivertown Legends varsity hockey team, senior captain and forward, Matthew Brianti. Uh, who's calling me on a Saturday afternoon. I really do appreciate you taking the time out, Matthew. Thank you. No problem. Uh, what's your favorite thing about playing high school hockey? Um, I mean, playing hockey in general is always fun. I've always uh, loved it. But being able to rep your school and uh, have your peers watch you, that's always the best. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's. I've been to so many games this year, and, and you really cannot replicate what you get in a packed rink on a Friday or Saturday, yeah. you know, when you go to a tournament in Pennsylvania or Massachusetts or New Jersey, you know, wherever it is. Um, yeah. Do you have a pregame routine? Um, not really. It's just mostly joking around with the guys until it's time to get serious. I, uh, don't, I'm not very superstitious. Uh, I have my little things here and there, but... Nothing uh, that I got to do before every game. I got you. I got you. Hey, you know, um, I know that you got injured early in the season. You had a back injury. You played a couple of games, and then I saw you suit up. I saw you suit up for warm-ups for, like, your last game as a senior. How difficult was it for you to not, you know, be able to play your final year? Uh, you know, it it stinks. It really does, especially when it's your last year, um, you know, it's always hard to watch the boys go out there, especially if they're struggling. You want to, you know, do everything you can to help them. And when one of your captains is just uh, not able to go and perform for them, it's tough. But, you know, I just tried to keep it positive and hype up the team and kind of give them some constructive criticism. And, you know, I was hoping we'd make it far enough that uh, I'd be able to come back, but I'm still not cleared. So, you know, I was really pushing my doctor, but... You know, he's doing what's best for me, and uh, i got to listen to that. So, difficult, but it has to happen. Yeah, certainly your long-term health um, is, yeah. is, is more important. And you can also, you know, give the guys a boost. Like you said, give them the pep talk. Certainly, I'm yeah. sure seeing you back out there for warm-ups, that last game gave them an extra boost, too. Yeah, that was a blast. It really was. Just to stay with the uniform on one more time. Yeah. Um, what uh, What was the toughest rink to play in um, during your time as a... As a, as a uh, go ahead. Well, I don't even know if it counts as a rink, but uh, uh, Bear Mountain, you know, we had practices up there last year, but um, we scheduled one game versus Byram Hills, and it was just cold, and I mean, getting past the cold, that's one thing, but then the ice is all just dry, cut up snows everywhere it was no fun and the boards are uh the glass is chain get hit, hit into that and bounce right off it's no fun. Yeah, I would agree with you. I caught a couple of games up there. Monroe Woodbury and uh, North Rockland do a, a winter classic game up there. And definitely yeah. the the boards and the glass, quote-unquote, being that chain-link fence. Because the puck will take tricky bounces off of that, as you know. And the refs, yeah. the refs don't blow the whistle when the puck, at least they didn't blow the whistle when I was there. When the puck hit the chain-link fence... It just kept going, oh, no. so it, it brings yeah, fair game. yeah, it brings a different element. Hey, what's one thing you absolutely need to bring with you on the team bus? Like if you're heading to, 
you know, a game somewhere else in the section and you got to travel over a bridge or yeah. something. What do you bring with um, you? You know, might bring some snacks, but uh, again, it's just about joking around with the boys. You come up with some good jokes, mess around. Uh, we don't really have anything that we got to bring with us on the road. Uh, you know, just just a fun time on the bus, nothing else. Nice, nice. Um, who is the best-dressed player on Rivertown? Uh, best-dressed? Uh, there's a few of us. You know, we clean up quite nicely. We got Will Engelbrat, Kevin Kern, Jared Curlin, and, you know, I don't mean to brag, but you look past the back where I'm, I'm a handsome guy myself, I <laughs> I clean up pretty well. Hey, listen, nothing wrong with giving yourself some props, too. Yeah, it's always a good thing. Not at all. Who has, <laughs> who has the best flow? Oh, no doubt. Our, one of our freshman prodigies, Ethan Cott, just beautiful. All right. Oh, I'm going to have... I could only imagine. <laughs> I could only wish. Yeah, as someone who lost their hair in uh, the early 90s, I can definitely uh, empathize. Oh. Um, who has the best selly on Rivertown? Um, you know, on their own, Jared Curlin, he's always funny when he celebrates, uh, score a goal. He definitely gets the team hype. You know, he's just that one player everybody loves on the team. Um, and, uh, me and Kevin Curran as a unit, obviously not this year, but we come up with some pretty fun tag team ones. So, uh, that was always something to look forward to. Good, good. It's always about having fun and celebrating the goals, celebrating the wins, and you know, kind of keeping yeah. that positive bond as a team. Um, describe describe Rivertown in five words or less. Um, we got skilled, passionate, driven, helpful, and then again, we're funny. We're some funny guys. So. That's all good stuff. Um, what's your favorite sport to play besides hockey? Um, growing up, I'd play t-ball, but I mean, really, who didn't? Some soccer, but uh, another sport I played for high school is lacrosse. You know, I'm not nearly as good at it as I am hockey, but, you know, it's always fun just to, again, be with a team and, you know, have some good times, no matter how good or bad you are at the sport. Yeah, actually, one of my regrets, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but one of my regrets is not playing lacrosse in high school. I played it yeah. from elementary school up through the end of middle school, junior high, and then I, I stopped. Um, yeah. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Uh, no. I mean, everybody has like their Ravenskine, Crosby, the new Gretzky, but like straight away from the big players, I've got to say, I have to go with the hometown hero, Brett Pesci. You know, he was a member of the Rivertown Legends a few years back. Fortunately, I didn't get to play with him, but I got to play with his brother, Adam. He's a great goaltender. Um, but yeah, I'd have to go with Brett Pesci. You hey. know, he's a big inspiration to the team. I, I love the shout out to the local guy. So stick taps to Brett Pesci for, uh, you know, again, getting it done and representing section one Absolutely. in the, in the NHL. <clears throat> Hey, Matthew, uh, who is your favorite professional hockey team? Um, obviously, coming from New York, I'd have to say the Rangers. I always got to root for them. But right now, for the Cup, uh, I'm really hoping to see the Capitals uh, get that. I uh, really like to see Lemshin get his first goal. Or first goal, wow. First uh, Cup, you know, he's one of the greatest. And, you know, it's, it's mind-baffling to me that he hasn't made it past the second round yet. So hopefully, you know. You can do that this year with the addition of Shaq and Kirk and whatnot. Yeah, when I interviewed the uh, the coaches for Somers North Salem, they uh, one of them uh, coach uh, on a uh, coach on threw Ovechkin some love too, and he's definitely a talented player. But I have a feeling that the the Caps are never going to win a Stanley Cup with him as captain. That's just my personal opinion. Um, all right. So we've, we've kicked around some of this stuff, but obviously I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk about the situation involving the recent forfeiture versus Scarsdale. Um, you know, how difficult was it to make that decision? And if you knew then what you know now, would you have still done it? So I'll turn it over to you. Um, well, as far as would we have still done it, I mean, obviously we maybe would have tried to prevent it, but it's not like we didn't want to play. Uh, the section itself said we didn't have enough players. You know, we had, uh, it was just an unfortunate weekend that it caught us on or, or the Friday, whatever it was. Um, we had some people going away as it was a holiday weekend, you know. 
that's tough, but family says what family says. They had to go. Um, we had a few people sick, which stunk because they they had to call in sick the morning of. So, you know, up until then, we had enough guys. Um, and then, uh, obviously, we have a lot of injuries. Myself, Lucas Peterson, uh, you know, uh, Alex English was going to play, but he just never could. Uh, his foot was bothering him the whole season. Um, personally, I was rooting for Scarsdale to win. Uh, I got some friends on that team, and I, you know, when you can't do it yourself, you'd really like, uh, really like to see your friend succeed. Um, up until we forfeit, uh, we did, we had the forfeit. I was not aware of the incident with the, uh, suspension. Uh, personally, I think he should have been allowed to play, even though the game itself wasn't played. It was ruled a game, you know, so I think he should have been allowed to play. Um, you never want to, you know, have a guy sit out a game coming from me, especially the whole season. It was tough. Um, you know, one game, you know, obviously isn't as bad, but you don't want to have a kid miss out on the sport he loves, whether, you know, you don't like him or not. That's just not something you want to do. Not saying I don't like him. I don't personally know him, but just as a, a hockey player, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to see him sit. Um, yeah, I really want Scarsdale to go all the way and, I, I myself was heartbroken when uh, Suckerin came back and uh, beat him. Yeah, I have to. I appreciate you coming on and 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 taking a moment to address that. So you know, stick taps out to you. I know it was a real controversy. It was a big story, definitely the biggest story I think of the postseason. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a wild, wild um, season for me. It's been a wild. Uh, postseason for me i'm actually heading out to watch bamaranek and monroe woodbury uh mix it up in the regional game in a little bit so listen best of luck to you hopefully you get cleared to play uh lacrosse and you know as a as a senior at, at your final year uh best of luck with your long-term health and you know and, and all your plans in the future and thanks again for calling in matt i really appreciate it hey man thank you for having me i love what you're doing here i really like uh, the idea of the high school hockey podcast Hey, listen, thanks so much. Hey, that was uh, senior forward and captain Matthew Brianti of the Rivertown Legends Varsity Hockey Team. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. This is Ben Hurd, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. What's going on, everybody? You know who this is. It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by head coach Paul Zarek of the Ithaca High School Boys Varsity Hockey Team. Paul, thank you so much for uh, calling in today. I know you had a late night uh, and a little bit of a rough night in the regional game, um, but thanks thanks nonetheless. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was it, It's nice. You and I actually connected at the Grade 8 Plus 1 tournament back in December, and I told you about my show. I actually hadn't started it at that point, uh, and it's nice that we're able to reconnect via um, you know, this, this medium. Um, how long have you been head coach for the Ithaca Boys varsity hockey team? Uh, this is my fifth season as the head coach. Nice. Um, describe your squad in five words or less. I would say we're young. Um, we're uh, committed. Um, fun. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're tight. You know, they, 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 they all get along really well. I like, I like fun. Um, cause yeah, you know, that's the name of the game, obviously winning and, 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 you know, and, and improving as a player, but also going out there and having fun. That's the most important thing. Um, what's your favorite memory or moment from the season this season? I would have to be senior night. We, uh, had the most fans. We had at Cass Park, our outdoor rink all season, and we won an overtime on a breakaway. Uh, Andrew Kim skated into the zone and went bar down on the goalie on a shot so that was a pretty exciting way to end the regular season and also to cap off senior night uh, that sounds like a picturesque you, you couldn't paint a better scenario you know overtime outdoor game senior night packed packed crowd uh no that sound that sounds awesome hey uh what do you look for in a hockey player 
Uh, somebody who's going to be selfless, somebody who's going to be uh, coachable. Um, I, I feel, you know, hockey IQ is, is really important at the varsity level. Uh, you know, and if you don't have, you know, the, the, the gifted skills with speed and with hands, uh, you can make up for that with hustle and, you know, using your brain and your smarts on the ice. So you look for somebody who's, who's a student of the game, but somebody who's also, uh, uh, you know, understands things and uh, is very coachable. So that's, that's, that's a huge plus at this level. I love it. That's 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 good stuff cuz I never played and as I said before we started recording I I helped out once, you know, one spring where everybody played for 2 minutes. I kind of opened the door and closed the door and told the kids to come on and off the ice, but uh so it's always good to kind of, you know, ask those behind the bench um you know what they look for in the players especially as you get up to the to the higher levels. Um what makes a successful hockey coach? Well, my wife said to me uh, this morning, I get my husband back. So um, I would have to say somebody who's willing to sacrifice and go above and beyond away from the rink as far as preparing and getting ready. Uh, a lot of people feel um, on the outside that when you coach hockey or any sport, you show up when practice starts, you leave when practice is over, you show up when a game starts, you leave when a game is over. Uh, you know, hockey is, is definitely one of those sports where that's not the case. You got to be the first one in. Make sure you're there for the kids when they get to the locker room. Uh, you got to be the last guy out, last one out to make sure that everything's okay, you know, kind of supervising everybody. And uh, So if you have a 90-minute practice, you're really there for, you know, two and a half hours. You're there in the beginning and end by the time they change and afterwards after they shower up and get out of there. Uh, so somebody who's, who's, you know, knows they have to make that time commitment. And you can't just show up and fly by the seat of your pants. You really need to prepare and for games, you really need to do your homework on some teams and, uh, you know, give the kids your all so they can give you their all. So I, I love, I love that answer. You know, I'm going to just jump ahead. I want to, uh, what advice would you give someone? You kind of touched on it in your last answer, but what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about coaching? Uh, you know, if you've never really done it before, I would definitely, uh, say jump in as an assistant coach. Don't take the role on as a head coach, uh, because, uh, you know, as an assistant coach, you don't have all the off ice or off the field responsibilities as a head coach. You, you know, I spend spend a lot of my time working on things off the ice as far as, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of the season. We've got great parents that help out. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I put a lot of time in away from the rink. And I would recommend, you know, ask questions. You know, don't be afraid to, to ask for help if you're, if you're a new coach. Um, you know, because you can always learn from somebody. I mean, I reach out to coaches around the state all the time. I'll see them at the Final Four this weekend, and we just kind of talk a little bit. Uh, you can always, you can always learn. You know, you, you don't know everything. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm looking. You, you mentioned the Final Four. I'm going to be making a trip up. I've never been to that part of the state. I've I've been to the Final Four um, when it was held in Utica. But uh, I'm really looking forward to um, checking out Buffalo, the Harbor Center, and just taking it all in and seeing some really great hockey. So we'll definitely have to connect when I'm up there. Um, do you have a favorite professional hockey coach, either past or present? Well, I, I'm a big Rangers fan, so I'd have to say AV. Um, you know, Mike Keenan was great when he was there, but he was there not that long. So yeah. I mean, um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to say AV um, yeah. just because – watch those games and I, I think he's a very even keeled coach and he uh, holds his players accountable and you know he pushes them to, to, to give their best and you know he's not afraid to sit one of the best goaltenders in the world if he's cold right you so. know I saw something the other day I'm not sure if you caught it but Bill Peters the uh, head coach for the Carolina Hurricanes just really threw his backup goalie Eddie Lack under the bus and I mean, I just thought he was way out of line. I mean, I understand, you know, the teams, you know, on the playoff cusp and, you know, they're, they're kind of down there in the south. Maybe they're not the biggest thing going. But, I mean, the way he ripped into his goaltender, I don't know how, you know, what he expects to get out of doing something like that. And, uh, you know, kind of that's the Mike Keenan cloth. I think that's kind of the John Tortorella cloth. But A.V. really has been able to get the most out of uh, his players and out of the team during his tenure in New York. There's just one piece that he's missing. And as a Ranger fan, you and I both know what that is. We don't have to bring it up now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, well, uh, you know, 
you know, I'm sure he does rip his guys when he needs to, but right. he does it in a in a in a closed door atmosphere and doesn't put it out the laundry for everybody. Right. I mean, I I pull my guys out of the locker room and I'll have you know conversation with one or two guys with my assistant coach or you know pull my captain out with a couple guys and let them know what's going on, what they have to do better. Um, you know, very rarely do you do you yell at one kid in front of the whole team. I mean, that's just not a way to motivate somebody. So. Um, you have to sometimes, but right. <laughs> you know you try you try to have that as your last option. Sure, uh, you don't want you know you don't want to um, make a big deal about it. And I think that that's something my kids really enjoyed this year. Um, from from me is yeah, I would pull them out and talk to them uh, instead of really just kind of you know pulling a Carolina on the coach. So yeah, coach there. So yeah, if, if you have a chance, go on to YouTube and just type in Bill, you know, Bill Peters, Eddie Lack. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, I, I saw, I saw the, uh, somebody posted it online. Okay. I saw the, um, transcript from it. It sounded like he just threw him under the bus talking yep. about, he needs to make a save and, you know, look up the goalies in the league. Yep. <laughs> and he's number, he's yeah. number 60. I mean, he really just put it out there. Um, Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Uh, that'd have to be Mark Messier. I uh, loved loved everything he brought to uh, to you know to the Rangers on and off the ice. One of the best leaders, probably in the history of the game. Um, you know, and he uh, unfortunately left and went to Vancouver for four years to go fishing and get some money, whatever it was. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, he came back, and I feel that uh, you know he's. He, 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 you know, walked the walk and, you know, talked the talk. He, he put it up and he'd back up what he wanted everyone else to do. Yeah, so. yeah, that was one of the biggest mistakes as an organization. I think the 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 Rangers and MSG as an entity made. You know, they they when Patrick Ewing's contract was up, they were at his door with a brand new contract. When it came time to re-sign Messier, they let him walk to Vancouver. Obviously, he came back. He was certainly not the same player after he came back the second time around. But we'll always be thankful for what he brought to. Um, to New York, and that was, you know, this the '94 Stanley Cup. Um, I think I think the Rangers thought they were going to get Joe Sakic. That's why they let Messier go. Hey, uh, I I don't know if you if you've heard this, but uh, apparently that movie Air Force One with Harrison Ford, the parent company of that movie. Uh, owned or, or had some stake in the ownership of the Avalanche. So that movie did so well, they were able to afford Joe Sackick's uh, contract, and that's why he wound up not coming to the Rangers. I don't know how truthful that is, but that's something I heard um, in the in the annals of, uh, of hockey lore. Um, let's switch gears because this was something I saw last night on Twitter after the regional ge- after the, the regional game down here in Orange County, Section 9, Section 1. Um, but um, what's the biggest challenge you face as a coach? I think I think our biggest challenge um, for myself as a coach is we have a 20-game regular season schedule that is 100% independent. Um, you know, making that schedule is, is easier now as I have developed relationships with guys and we do home and away every other year. Um, but I think the biggest challenge is getting our guys ready for that regional game. Right. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people feel that we're, you know, playing the system and it's not fair and everything else. Um, but you know, we we would love to be in a section and we would love to play and earn our way into the tournament. We would love to have meaningful games and we would love to have battle-tested games. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, usually our guys get up for three nights. They get up for senior night. They get up for West Jenny. And they get up for the regional game. Right. right. And that's been something, you know, for five years now, trying to prepare and get these kids ready to buy in that every game should matter. Um, but you and I both know teenage kids in the back of their mind, they know we can go 20 and 0 or 0 and 20. And, uh, will still be where we're going to be at the end of the season. Yeah, I interviewed uh, a couple of players from Monroe Woodbury in episode one, and I'm pretty tight with their coach. And, and I was chatting with a lot of people both at the rink and certainly uh, out there in the Twitterverse about the fact that, you know, section four, section nine, 
the automatic bid. You know, these kids certainly shouldn't be, you know, the teams and the kids certainly shouldn't be punished because, you know, they're the only program in that section. And, you know, there's been a lot of solutions, you know, kind of thrown about out there. Um, that's why I really wanted to have you on because, you know, it is a hot topic. You know, as soon as the games had ended, there were some negative comments made by certain people out there about, you know, getting rid of these teams. And again, I'm all for growing the game, um, not, you know, getting rid of teams. As a matter of fact, I used to work in a district that lost their hockey team over a decade ago and they're never getting it back. So do you have any thoughts on how to improve the situation in section four or how to improve the state of the uh, Ithaca high school boys varsity hockey team? Well, you know, if you look at the history of New York state varsity hockey for boys, um, Ithaca's got a very rich tradition. So anybody who's out there saying we should just get rid of our program, uh, it's just complete craziness in my opinion. Um, you know, it's not like we're some team that just came out of nowhere and, you know, we're out there with kids that on most teams would get cut. I mean, we put a competitive team out there every year on the ice and, you know, the boys love representing Ithaca High School. And that's what high school hockey is about. It's about playing for your school and playing with your friends, not having to pay thousands of dollars to travel um, and play on a travel team where you got just mom and dad in the stands. Right. Uh, you know, you play, you play, you play for your family and your friends and yourself, and you get to represent your school. And I think that the fact that Monroe Woodbury and, and us are in the situation we are in, it stinks for the kids because they don't get that sectional tournament. They don't get to, you know, go through it and have sectional all stars and you know be wined and dined by the Sabers or you know the, the the Devils or whatever's going on with high school teams throughout the state. Um, you know, I, I saw that you've been posting that the Rangers should be doing something. I agree. They should do something for Section 1 teams. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't have that. Right. And But what we do have is, you know, our kids that want to play high school hockey, and we're trying to grow the sport in New York State, not minimize it. Right. Uh, so, you know, the, the solutions out there are to try to either get teams to join those sections, and every time you have a conversation with the athletic director from one of the schools in Section 4, their first thing is, yeah, that's awesome. And then their second question is, well, what does it cost? Right. And then they're like, right. they're like, oh, really? Um, you know, it, it's not cheap to have a hockey team for a school. Ice time is very expensive. And I know the farther you get towards you guys, the more expensive it is. And the yeah. farther north you get, the cheaper it is. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot of club teams in Section 4 and Section 9. And until those schools are willing to take the leap and pay the money um it might be what it is for you know for the foreseeable future well i know that uh, as a coach you know hopefully there's opportunities you know next weekend up in buffalo to get together with some of your colleagues from you know different sections different parts of the state um and and you know put your heads together and see if there's a if, if there's a positive uh, solution to the situation but you know i wish you all the best i wish your program all the best i hope that we can add some additional teams to section four um and i do appreciate you giving me a buzz after a very lengthy season and after a particularly uh, lengthy evening with the regional game last night so thank you again no problem yeah last night we uh, we left it on the ice and gave them a game you know it was Something I don't think a lot of people in the state thought we were going to do, and um, one nothing after one second period was four to two, and the third period was just back and forth, and then they got the empty netter at the end. So I'm very proud of my kids, uh, the seniors. Seniors were pretty bummed afterwards, but I think uh, the passing of the torch down to the other kids, um, they're already talking about next year. So we'll see. We'll see how we uh, can regroup in a couple months and prepare for off season and into the summer hockey and then back into the fall so well i again thank you so much paul for calling in and i look forward to connecting with you next weekend up there in the queen city and uh taking in some some top hockey uh with the final four in the state championship uh that is uh head coach paul zarek of the ithaca high school boys varsity hockey team this is your boy trav aka five minute major and you're listening to the hudson valley hockey podcast Oh, oh, Clarkstown plays. This is Will Payne, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. 
What's going on, everybody? You know who this is. It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Jake Martino of the Upstate Sports Network. He's going to talk to me a little bit about the the LaSalle Cadets varsity ice hockey team. I appreciate you calling in, Jake, especially after making that long ride back from Messina last night. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me. All right, so what's your favorite thing about high school hockey? Um, my favorite part about high school hockey has to be how much it's developing. Uh, the students in all the schools are interactive within all the programs. And just like some of the intensity of these games, and the fans are really into it. And personally, I've taken a liking to it because um, it's different than a winter sport than just watching basketball. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, high school hockey has become... You know, especially down here in Section 1, and I'm sure the same thing could be said for Section 2, you know, high school hockey has just become so big, you know, packed packed rinks on Friday, Saturday night. I mean, the energy and the excitement surrounding the playoffs, the regional games. I'm heading up to Buffalo next weekend for the state championship. I can't wait. So that's what I love about high school hockey. And you can't replicate that with travel. You can't replicate that with other, you know, types of, of, of hockey you know events. It's got to be high school. You get the fans out there, the community out there, the kids get pumped up. So uh, I definitely agree with you. Um, what are your thoughts on LaSalle's season this year? Well, LaSalle hockey is finally back. It's one of the top sports at LaSalle. And all I have to say is that it was, it was magical. I mean, that's the only way I can explain it. Um, when they went on that, I think it was 12-game win streak, but it could be more. Um, when they fell to Shen, the boys got right back and proved that they could win. And just like senior Logan Descanio said, they had it circled again that they knew they wanted Shen. So with all the support the fans had through the season, it was it was just tremendous. And when they played at Union College against Shen, they had 200-plus students there. And like with a school with only 400 students, I mean, that, that that's an amazing goal. It's just all in all an amazing season. I mean, that has to be a testament, the ultimate testament, if you will, to how popular the sport has become if half your student body is coming out to support. Um, that's truly amazing. You know, I haven't had a chance to see LaSalle play based on what I read on Twitter and what I've talked to people about. Um, they're definitely a team on the rise. I want to make it a point to check them out sometime next season. I did go to SUNY Albany, as I mentioned to you, so I do have an affinity for the capital region. I have seen Shenandoah in the past. I've seen Saratoga in the past, but I've yet to see. I've even seen Bethlehem. Have yet to see LaSalle, so I got to put that on my uh, my to do list for next season. Um, can you describe LaSalle in five words or less? Um, family. Family is the one word I could use to describe this team. That's the only word I need. Um, they're simply one big family. I mean, most of these kids have played hockey and Troy's together since they were four years old, and the chemistry between these guys is just amazing to see, and they show that especially on the ice. Nice, nice. I like that um, that close knit um, group. Uh, what's the state of hockey in Section Two? How would you describe it? Um, I mean, the state of Section Two hockey is for sure rising. Um, it's only going to get better from here, and kids are starting to show a lot of interest in hockey, and students are going to start recognizing it as a winter sport. And like before, I got to high school at LaSalle or anywhere. I didn't know that our school had hockey a hockey team. So, I mean, hopefully some of the teams that are merged together um, can expand and get enough kids to play on their team. So just they can have more teams in the league and, you know, make it a little bit more interesting when it comes to conference play. Uh, who is your biggest rival? Um, LaSalle Hockey's rival has to be CBA. Um, but just the two classic Catholic school matchup. Uh, the students know how important it is for their school to win, and it's basically just bragging rights. Well, like I said before, Shen is starting to creep up and eventually will be a full-on rival with LaSalle. Um, playing each other three times in one year, I mean, there, there's got to be a lot of tension within, that, within those two teams. Absolutely, and, and especially when you think about, you, you took them, was it uh, one overtime or two overtimes where you beat Shen recently? Two. So, two overtime. Right. So again, they've got that bad taste in their mouth from this past season, so they're going to look to definitely settle the score. Um, come next season. Uh, in your opinion, the toughest rink uh, to play in in Section 2? Um, one of the toughest rinks 
has to be either Albany County, which is CBA um, County, is basically a great representation of an actual hockey rink. It's almost professional grade, so that's awesome. But Clifton Park, which is Shen, is also tough. Um, the fans know that Shen is almost guaranteed to have a good team every year, so it gets really crowded in there and makes it harder to play. I have to tell you, I would. I took a trip up maybe two years ago to see some Section One one teams play up in Section Two, and I remember going to watch uh, where Saratoga plays. I want to say they play on the campus of Skidmore College. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough place to play as well. Bethlehem has a nice rink that's part of a YMCA, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah. I do remember going up to the Clifton Park Arena, as you said, too, the rink to watch uh, Shenandoah play as well. So um, do you have a favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Um, I mean, I love the NHL and, you know, everything it's, you know, produced. But... I haven't been a fan for that long, maybe three, four years, but my favorite hockey player has to be Ryan Callahan. Um, he's always been just a favorite of mine, and he's so fun to watch, and you know, he's something like I'd want to do if I were ever a hockey player. I mean, I, that that's an excellent pick. Heart and soul player, um, New York State product, American-born, obviously, leaves it all out on the ice. You know, it was, it was a major, major shakeup when they sent him to uh, Tampa Bay for Martin St. Louis. Um, I think a lot of Ranger mm-hmm. fans are certainly still stinging from that, from that trade. Um, so would I, can I assume your favorite professional hockey team is the Rangers, or do you have a, another favorite team? Not at all, not at all. My, my favorite pro team um, is the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, I've always been a man of Carolina, and the Canes have always been – my favorite, and my favorite player on the Hurricanes is Victor Rask. He's always been awesome to watch. So, okay, so since you brought that up, I'm going to go a little bit off script, but I think you can handle it. Certainly, as a Caniac, I think that that's that's what they, you guys refer to yourselves as. What did you think of Coach Bill Peters' comments about backup goaltender Eddie Lack recently? Um, I mean, the record is showing it that you know they're not performing as well as they should be. Um, but they did have that stretch over, I think it was when I was on December break because I was watching a lot of Kane hockey. But I don't know. I mean, goaltender's big, and especially in the NHL, if you're not getting help from that defensive back line, then the goalie's not really going to help you out either. And, you know, the record is just showing that right now. I definitely agree. It's a team effort. I mean, if you look at any team in the NHL, I mean, it. You certainly need to have quality goaltending, especially as you get into the playoffs, but it really does need to be a team effort. Hey, um, what's your favorite sport to watch uh, or play, let's say, besides hockey? Um, so I'll start with my favorite sport to watch. Um, probably college basketball, um, but I also love Major League Soccer and my NYCFC boys. Um, but all-time has to be the PGA Tour but MLS and college hoop are starting to catch up. And my favorite sport to play, golf for sure. That's that's the, that's something I could probably have a future in someday. And, you know, right now it's just fun just going out and playing, you know, improving the way I play. And, you know, as I get older, I'm only going to get a little bit stronger. So just going to help along the way. Nice. Nice. Hey, one one last thing. Tell us a little bit about the Upstate Sports Zone. Tell us a little bit about that. All right, so we started, we're about seven months in, and we are uh, a high school group of sports writers um, from all across the upstate New York region, and we cover anything to high school sports, to professional sports. Um, Just, you know, these guys are great. Um, You know, we're doing a lot of uh, wide range of coverage, like actually going places, um, Today, like today, I'm heading up to the Times Union to catch the MAC tournament. Deanna's back in action today. Um, but my guys have been there the last couple of days. We went to Siena throughout the season. And just like like I told you over message that uh, in March, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be, be able to go to the East Regional and uh, watch the Elite Eight uh, and the Sweet 16 from press level. So, I mean, that's one of the greatest accomplishments in you know, it's all awesome right now because, you know, I'm fitting it into my academic schedule and teachers are starting to like it. So, I mean, it's just living the dream, you know, always something I've wanted to do and now it's a reality. 
Hey, listen, I want to congratulate you on that. Um, as, as you and I went back and forth via direct message, I also obtained media credentials for the state championship uh, next weekend up in Buffalo. So looks like we'll both get to enjoy uh, the sports that we love from, uh, from the press level, which kind of gives us uh, you know, a different view, certainly uh, better access to the, the coaches and the athletes. So best of luck with that. Enjoy the ride. Um, that is Jake Martino from the Upstate Sports Zone. Uh, This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. Thanks again, Jake. Take care. Thanks, Travis. This is Tommy Spiro, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. As our 10th episode comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events, and charities. Stick taps go out to Tommy Spiro of the Mamaroneck Tigers varsity hockey team, who tied the New York State record with the 19th shutout of his varsity career in a 4-0 victory over Suffren in the Section 1 championship game on Sunday, February 26th. After a 6-0 victory over Monroe Woodbury on Saturday, March 5th in the regional game, Tommy now holds the New York State record for shutouts with 20. That's simply incredible. Stick taps go out to the Mamaroneck Tigers varsity hockey team who won their second consecutive Section 1 Division 1 championship by defeating Suffren 4-0 on Sunday, February 26th. The Tigers also won the regional game over Monroe Woodbury 6-0 and will return to Buffalo for championship weekend. Stick taps go out to the Pelham Memorial High School Pelicans varsity hockey team who won their second consecutive Section 1 Division 2 championship by defeating John Jay 6-1 on Sunday, February 26th. The Pelicans also won the regional game over Queensbury 7-0 and will return to Buffalo for championship weekend as well. Stick taps go out to Mickey Burns of the Don Bosco Ironman varsity hockey team for earning the 100th point of his varsity career in an 8-4 win over Bishop Eustis on Monday, February 27th at the Ice Vault. Stick taps go out to the Stepanak Crusaders varsity hockey team who came back from a two-goal deficit to beat Xavier 3-2 in Game 2 of a best-of-three series to win the 2017 Catholic High School Hockey League B Division Championship. Congratulations on the title and on a tremendous season as well. The Crusaders ended with a 25-0-1 record. Stick taps go out to Brady Jensen of the Trumbull High School uh, Boys Varsity Hockey Team for earning the 100th point of his varsity career in an 8-4 loss to Connard on Tuesday, February 28th. Stick taps go out to goaltender Morgan Peters of the East Catholic Glastonbury South Windsor High School Girls Ice Hockey Team for making 47 saves in a 3-2 double overtime loss to the Danbury High School Girls Ice Hockey Team on Thursday, March 2nd. Stick taps go out to the Westchester Warriors Youth Hockey Team, which is a local spring youth hockey team in Westchester County. The team raises money for various charities and organizations. They have already raised close to $18,000 for the Maria Ferreri Children's Hospital at Westchester Medical Center. Stick taps go out to the Blackhawks Youth Hockey Program, who is holding a New York Rangers Assist Benefit Game at Rye Playland on Saturday, March 25th, with puck drop set for 5 p.m. The Blackhawks Youth Hockey Program has been around since 1996 and serves players and families from all over the tri-state area, and you can find out more information at www.benefitgames.com. And last but certainly not least, Stick Taps go out to the North Rockland Youth Hockey Program, who held a New York Rangers assist benefit game at Sportorama on Sunday, March 5th, with puck drop set for 4 p.m., The North Rockland Youth Hockey Program was formed in the year 2000 to create and develop more hockey players in our local communities. New York Rangers alumni Glenn Anderson, Andre Doré, Ron Duguay, Nick Fatiu, Rod Gilbert, Stefan Matteau, and Steve Valiquet were in attendance to play the North Rockland Youth Hockey Program coaches. I had a blast interacting with everyone, and together we raised well over the $25,000 target amount we had initially established. And if you know of a player coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, 
please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. That's it for the 10th episode of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, the premier destination for all things high school hockey related in our region. Before I sign off, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding as I look to bring you the best show possible each and every week. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, check out the EP, Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter, at Fracture underscore Band, on Instagram, at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.FractureOfficial.com on the web. While the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast is set to go on hiatus towards the end of March, I'm still planning on talking about the New York Rangers and the NHL, so keep those comments and tweets coming because I will definitely put them on the air. Lastly, I'm very excited to announce that I've begun working with a sponsor who is going to bring cutting-edge research and technology with respect to athletic safety right here to the Hudson Valley. I'm going to have them on my show before we go on hiatus, and I'm also going to add a new segment entitled From the Trainer's Room to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast beginning next season. I really want to start focusing on the disconnect between science and safety in sports while also focusing on athlete health, protection, safety, and nutrition while taking a look at what happens behind the scenes. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.